Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is December 7th, 2023. It is Thursday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Mystical Musings. Oh, I love saying that. Mystical Musings. (laughs) Let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, When we quit thinking primarily about ourselves and our own self-preservation, we undergo a truly heroic transformation of consciousness by Joseph Campbell. All right, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee that I got like four hours ago and forgot about and just found it on the counter. And it's still cold. Christmas miracle? I think so. Um, What a treat because I was like, I'm so thirsty. And I wanted something so bad. And I went to the kitchen to just get some tap water. And it was just sitting there like a beautiful, like a beautiful mirage in the desert. <clears throat> so, headlines. I found so many articles talking about this that literally it was like, pick your commentary. There was like Fox News. And then there was like Heritage Daily. And then it's like physics. So I went with physics so this talks about archaeology so they must have found something if a bunch of news people are reporting on on it the headline reads was witchcraft in the devil's church in coley based on acoustic resonance dying to know what this is about and this is from the university of eastern finland the national park of coley in eastern Finland is home to a famous 34-meter-long crevice cave known as Here, Now, this is, okay, before, like, just, I'm going to try my best, okay? Here, Erko, which it looks very Finnish, or Devil's Church. <laughs> it is also called Devil's Church in English. Now, there's folklore around this 34-meter-long crevice cave so in folklore this crevice cave was known as a place where local sages would meet to contact the spirit world even today the place is visited by practitioners of shamanism who organize drumming sessions in the cave a new article in open archaeology by rita reino a researcher of archaeology uh yeah Oh, and Elena Yang, a researcher in cultural studies at the University of Eastern Finland, investigates the acoustics of the Devil's Church and explores whether the acoustic properties of the cave could explain the beliefs associated with it and why it was chosen as a place for activities and rituals involving sound. 
The researchers found that the Devil's Church houses a distinct resonance phenomena that amplifies and lengthens sound at a specific frequency. This phenomenon may have significantly impacted the beliefs and experiences associated with the cave. So the researchers reviewed historical archives showing that several known sages and healers operated in the Koli area, and the most famous was a man known as Kinolanian, sometimes referred uh, to as uh, this sage who used the devil's church for magical rituals. So, I mean, I think we can deduce why it was called the devil's church. Clearly, people have been gravitating towards this place for so long that um, when things were Christianized, people noticed, oh, all the heathens are going here. It must be, you know, associated with the devil. I'm sure it. Ha- I'm sure it has a name that uh, predates Devil's Church, but they're, um, they're not really showing sharing it. If they know, they might not know. So, quote, according to folklore, this really famous sage would take his patients to the church to talk with the devil about the causes and cures of their ailments. This kind of healing ritual often included loud yelling, stomping, shooting, and banging. Yang says uh, that they've observed a modern-day practitioner of shamanism who uses the devil's church for rituals. According to the practitioner, there is special energy in the cave, creating a strong connection to the surrounding nature and to one's own roots. The practitioner told in the interview that drumming sessions, especially at the back of the cave, have opened up new horizons. According to Reno, acoustic measurements conducted in the corridor like smooth wall back of the cave show a strong resonance phenomena. This phenomena is caused by a standing wave between the smooth parallel walls, generating a tone at the natural frequency of the cave, and it stays audible for around one second after sharp impulses such as clapping, drumming, or loud bangs. Tones vocalized in the cave were also amplified and lengthened by the by the cave. So they recorded the shamanic uh, practitioner and found that they repeatedly uh, vocalized tones at the frequency that were needed to be amplified by the cave's natural frequency. So it's a really rare kind of phenomenon. Uh, resonance is a common. Um, well, it's a. It's a common phenomena in the built environment, especially in small rooms, but it's rare in natural environments. So it's uh, like when you know, like when you go to a stadium and the sound is like beautifully perfect, it's because the stadium is built to do that. But for that to happen naturally, like in the natural environment is incredibly rare. Yeah. According to the researchers, it can therefore be assumed that the resonance occurring in the innermost part of the Devil's Church has been uh, an exceptional sound phenomena for people for centuries in the region, which makes sense. I mean, it's called the Devil's Church. I don't think it got that name for fun. I think it got the name because people were going there doing rituals. And then when things were Christianized, they're like, hey, stop it still. You know? So fascinating. That was really cool. But I saw this everywhere. Like this popped up. So uh, people are definitely talking about it. Right, witches. I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. 
Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, December 7th. The waning crescent moon continues to beautify the landscape in Libra today. Here, the moon squares Mercury. Our need to keep the peace is at odds with our need to get ahead today. We've got our mind on our goals and have a clear view of where we're going and how we need to get there. But we can't help thinking about the impact it'll have on folks around us as we work to achieve our objectives. While it is important to take care of those around us, it can often be at the expense of our own needs. So give yourself permission to focus on you today. No one is going to hand it to you, so if you want it, you'll have to go out and get it. Your daily moon mantra is, when obstacles arise, change your direction, not your destination. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Are you always on the lookout for the next great book to read? Look no further than Musing Mystical. Musing Mystical is a collaborative review site that connects magically-minded publishers, writers, and readers. We cover both fiction and nonfiction books, in addition to tarot decks and oracle cards within our niche of magic, spirituality, witchcraft, spellwork, healing and wellness, and divination. By offering genuine reviews of newly released material, our writers assist readers in determining if the book or deck is right for them, while also promoting creators' work. Our subscribers love to be in the know about new publications to add to their collection, and our reviews keep them informed. At Musing Mystical, we realize that no two readers will be the same. Each has their own interests, tastes, and level of experience that will influence their decision about reading a book. This is why we steer clear of star rating and aim for coverage that provides insight on the overall style, tone, and experience of reading a book or deck. Join our community of passionate readers and writers today, and let's explore the world of books together. Did we mention it's free to sign up? Just head on over to musingmystical.com. That's M-U-S-I-N-G-M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-L.com to check it out. All right, we are back. So with our theme this week of working on prosperity and kind of keeping money in a good place for all of us, I wanted to focus on spell jars as gifts. Now, I have seen such wonderful gift ideas out there, especially homemade gifts this year, uh, vanilla extract, which I am so lucky. A friend of mine who, uh, her, for like her husband's work, they have to travel a lot. She went to Africa and uh, she went to Uganda specifically. And he brought home uh, vanilla beans that she bought um, from like the name like a neighbor of someone she knew and she gifted me some of the vanilla beans and I am so excited to make vanilla extract and I just started my jar yesterday hopefully in like a year I'll have really great vanilla extract I'm definitely doing the long haul version which is like the Ina Garnet ver uh version where you don't split the beans first it takes a lot longer however uh the bean because the beans remain intact once you switch out the beans after like a year, you can use those beans to get the paste from the inside and then you can use that in baking. So it's it takes longer, but you can kind of get more from the whole thing. So I'm, I'm going that route. Um, I've also seen people make like infused cocktail, infused cocktail jars for gifts. Uh, 
I've seen such incredible things. I think I even recommended to one of our listeners to make simmer pot jar gifts. Like take all the ingredients for like a simmer pot recipe, put it in a jar and let and like let that be a nice homemade gift for like the witches in your life. There's some really great ideas. But now we're going to talk about spell jars. And this comes to us from the December 2023 issue of Which Way, written by Mindy Rudock. Mindy writes, I wish I had encountered over the years the number of spell jars I have made and gifted. I have kept my fair share, but the idea of gifting something I have crafted specifically for someone is something I've always enjoyed. Creating a spell jar for someone else may seem like a daunting task, but if we go into the reason we are creating a jar, it all comes down to intention. As you begin creating spell jars, you may already have a person in mind, or the jar will present itself, then the person will present themselves. As I mentioned before, it all comes down to intention of the jar. If I am creating for a specific person, then I may have already been drawn to a very specific intention. I don't allow this to limit me, though. I follow my intuition and create the spell jar that I feel is right. Gifting a spell jar may have a slight difference in the intention than when you make it for yourself. I'm always careful not to overstep. Shy away from gifting jars that have to do with finding love or fixing love or anything like that. I also stay away from like addiction, depression, anything along those. So be sure you know and understand the person you are creating for. If they have not already recognized something in themselves, you gifting a jar could have a negative effect on your relationship. Totally. Like you don't want to give a jar for like fixing a strained relationship to someone who like thinks they're happily married, (laughs) you know? So these are just some ideas I have done over the years, and I hope they spark some creativity in you. Abundance, prosperity, protection, safe travel, stress relief, housewarming, sleep, headaches, meditation, and relaxation. I've even created spell jars that have double purposes, like focus and meditation. Brainstorming topics can uh, be really helpful. So first, get to work. Sitting down and creating the jar should be as stress-free as you can make it. And I love this idea. I give this tip when talking about cooking magic. When you're creating something that is going to like go into the bodies of other people, your energy is going with it. And if you're stressed when you're making that food, you're transferring your stress to that person and that's not a gift, you know? So I agree. Uh, Prepare everything ahead of time. Give yourself options and understand it may not go perfectly, but don't let perfect be the enemy of good. These are the supplies I like to have uh, on hand when making spell jars. One, jars, sizes, new, recycled, whatever you got. Wax for sealing jars. Remember to use sealing wax, not candle wax. Um, a selection of herbs, a selection of crystals, essential oils, and incense. Now we can put all these things together to create different jars. And this could be like a really fun, like, best friend date. Like, I could totally see myself pulling out a bunch of jars. Pulling out a bunch of ingredients for my witch's cabinet, uh, crystals I've been given as gifts, things like that. Inviting like my best friend or like my two best friends and being like, "Hey, let's let's bust out a bottle of wine and let's make some spell jars for like for people." That seems like such a wonderful little friend date. And then you can kind of have fun from there. Um, I love not going into this with a set recipe, but like sometimes the exploration of the ingredients is genuinely like half the fun. 
So Mindy writes that for prosperity, you can use things like pyrite, citrine, cinnamon, clove, bay leaf, colors like green and gold. For protection, black tourmaline, clear quartz, rosemary, sage, uh, black, purple. For sleep, amethyst, uh, moonstone, lavender, vetiver, lemon balm, chamomile, colors like purple, pale, and blue, or pale blue. For meditation, things like clear quartz, lapsus lazuli, rainbow fluorite, mugwort, frankincense, peppermint, lemongrass, and then colors like blue and white. So these are just ideas. But like, honestly, I'm, you know what I say? Pull out everything I got. Pull out the whole witch's cabinet. Pull out the witch supplies. Sit down with some jars and just like let the feelings come to you. Maybe pull out a reference book and like go from there. I love like don't go into this with like a set recipe. I think it's so much more fun and the energy is so much more better when you go into it from like a sense of exploration. So Mindy then writes, putting it uh, all together. As you put it together, keep the person and the intention in mind. Begin by choosing the correct size jar for the items you will place inside. Clean the jar inside and out. Allow it to dry completely. And then use the smoke of incense to clear the jar and all the items you will use. Place each item in the jar in an order that feels right to you. Again, keeping like the person this is for in mind as well as your intention and create. So on a small piece of paper, write a few words. This can be a spell, affirmation, prayer, anything that feels right. Close the jar and seal it with wax using a color appropriate for the intention or white if you have no other color. Keep the jar in a safe place until you are ready to gift. I try not to make them too far in advance, but sometimes like obviously that's out of your control. So I think that's a really fun idea. I love the idea of like gifted spell jars. Um, Like I said, maybe gifted simmer pot ingredients. That seems like a really fun witch gift. And let me tell you, TikTok right now is blowing up with some really wonderful handmade gift ideas. What I saw about infused cocktails was really brilliant. Honestly, instead of cocktails, it could just be a simmer pot jar. Just instead of alcohol, just pop it into a pot of water. Uh, But there's just some really great ideas. Everyone's into uh, extracts. I really, really love that our society is kind of moving into this phase of like homemade things, homesteading. I think that's really such a sign of the times, I think. And I'm right there with you. I've been like on my sourdough journey and now I'm getting into my extracts and yeah, I love it. All right, witches, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to uh, listener Shannon Howell Barnes. Shannon, you beautiful, noble land mermaid. Lisa McGinnis, you poetic, cunning sun goddess. Lauren Wilson, you scintillating, badass muskox. And Elise S., you glorious, wise banshee. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And before we leave today, our card from Sacred Symbols Oracle is Spiritual Cleansing. It is time for spiritual cleansing of the body, mind, or spaces in which you reside. There is an imbalance, stuck, stuck energy, or heaviness in your environment that needs to be released before you can process further. Oh, I like that. Okay. That's a good reminder. You know what? We've been talking prosperity. Let's also throw cleansing into that. Let's do some cleansing as well. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> all right, witches. Um, that's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headline sources. Anything we reference can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com 
or ask me on Facebook or ask on Discord. Because I, I've gotten less good about putting the links in Linktree just because, like, I don't think anyone uses it. Could be wrong. If you're like, no, Tanya, I did go check out that article's pictures for the statues. I will I will totally get back to being really good about putting the links in there. You let me know. All right, witches. Oh, my gosh. I didn't tell you guys. I'm in the woods. Ha, ha, ha. I'm in the woods. I took a wood break. Uh, one, because it was on super sale. And I had a free night and uh, I'm not nannying anymore. So I have uh, the time. So I'm in the woods. Send me good wood luck. All right, witches. Okay, I'm going to go for real. Okay, bye-bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>